Okay. Hey everyone, Jefferson Graham back with another edition of the Photo Walks Talks episodes where we talk about getting great photos all over the country. And with us today is Susan Portnoy, who is based in New York and has some pretty amazing pictures of the New York skyline, not from Manhattan, but from Brooklyn. Hi, Susan. Hello. How are you, Jefferson? Great. Now, of course, one of the misnomers is people go to New York and think they're going to get the Manhattan skyline in Manhattan. Can't be done. Nope, nope. It just looks like a mush of buildings. So tell everybody, for, for starters, tell everybody about the joy of photographing uh, New York, the New York skyline. And you've got a great post uh, on your on your blog, The Insatiable Traveler, uh, mm -hmm. which... Um, inspired me to give you a call because it's really great. But talk about the joy of photographing Manhattan. Well, I mean, it's iconic, first of all. And being able to create an image that has that kind of iconic quality is always fun. Um, and it's a little bit of an adventure because I live in Manhattan. So to get to Brooklyn, you've got to trek a bit and you've got to set up and you're near the, you know, the river line and uh, the shoreline. and it just has a lot of a lot of elements to it that makes it feel more like an adventure than just a photo. Okay, now, but Brooklyn is not that far away. It takes what an hour to get there, if that, on the subway. Right, but if you live in New York, going you know three blocks out of your normal neighborhood can be you know difficult for us New Yorkers. So <laughs> when you're getting on the subway for that long, um, but no, is it is it terrible? Absolutely not. But it is you know you can't just walk outside and capture it. Okay, uh, and where we're we going? We're going to Brooklyn Bridge Park. Is that yes. the name of it? And true, true, if you live in Midtown Manhattan and you take the subway, it's not going to take an hour. It would take an hour to get to Coney Island. So yeah. it's, it would take how long to get there from Midtown? It's, about tw it's really about 20 minutes if the subways are behaving. And it's not that difficult. And, and the, the line that I recommend um, is the red line, the two and the three, they're express lines. And they'll get there pretty quickly. And the stop you're looking for is Clark Street, because when you get out there, all you have to do is walk down the street west and um, you'll, you'll start seeing the, the line, the, the skyline in front of you. Well, one of the things that I love about Brooklyn Bridge Park is that um, it's very easy to just follow a path north and there's various spots along the way that have a variety of different views of the skyline. Um, so it makes it so it's easy. You're not having to try to figure it out. Um, the first place, if you're walking down Clark Street, which is the exit you want to take for the subway, um, you'll come along the Brooklyn Promenade and you'll see the skyline in the distance. And you'll also be able to see the park beneath you. And the promenade in and of itself is its own great, you know, people watcher street photography location. But first, if you walk down and there's steps there, it's very obvious how to get down to the park. There is the old pier. And that's actually what you see behind me because it has um, the old pilings from um, other, from previous bridges, bridges, um, um, piers. And it gives kind of like an old world quality to the skyline. Uh, for, for the photo nerds out there, you shot this, I think at 20 or 30 seconds to get the flowing water, right? 
Yes, yes. That's typically what I like to do. I mean, you can bring a, um, a wireless um, control for your, your shutter, but you know, just one more thing for me to lose. So um, I just use it and you can, you can set a DSLR to um, 30 seconds without a problem. And that usually gets me exactly the photo that I want. Uh, I'm with you on that one. I set the timer and then click the button and just wait. Yes, yes. It's just much easier. And again, it's less things to be hauling. And granted, it's this big, but I lose things. So it's always yeah. good for me to make ahead. I lose things all the time. It's, a, it's a, um, one of the things that happens when you're a photographer. Yes. You're just going to lose stuff. Yes, it is a given. Um, the next stop on your is Harbor View. Uh, my, my writing is terrible, but Harbor View is something. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if you're going to, it's a Harborview Park, and, and basically it's if you want to get people in your shot. If you don't just want the iconic, you know, cement jungle all lit up, um, it's a great place to go. Um, there's a big lawn there, because Brooklyn Bridge Park in and of itself is meant for all the Brooklynites to go. There's movies at night and all kinds of places to eat and playgrounds and so forth. So this lawn, Quite often you'll find people, you know, spread out and with their blankets and hanging out. So it's a great place if you want just a little difference with having um, people in it, which, you know, adds a, a kind of a different feel to the image. Yeah, I think one of your shots that I was really impressed with was like a 20 second shot and there were people in it and, and they're not totally out of focus. Uh, so they were sitting still for a long time. Yeah, I mean... You know, that's the thing that I actually like about long exposures is you <laughs> never know what you're going to get a lot of times um, and how the lights will be affected and how the water is going to look. You have to really play with it a lot. Um, so, yeah, I was lucky. I mean, people were pretty still and um, it made for a nice photo. Okay, tell everybody about the lookout. There is actually a, a place called Brooklyn Bridge Lookout, right? Yeah, it's literally right at the base of the, <clears throat> sorry, the Brooklyn side of the Brooklyn Bridge. And it is, you know, one of those sort of cement boardwalks that you can find. And it has um, a variety of places. It really kind of depends on the, on the view you want. Uh, what I really liked about it is that I could get an image of the Brooklyn Bridge um, that looked as if I was standing right next to it. And then on, you know, across the river to the skyline. Again, adding another element to the image so that it has, you know, something a little different. Um, the Empire Fulton um, Lookout is basically right in the area of Brooklyn Bridge Park where there's ice cream shops and little restaurants and uh, more commercial area. So again, you can get a lot of different looks there and you can get people in it or you can shoot directly across, which doesn't actually have um, the uh, World Trade Center in it um, unless you angle. So it really kind of depends on, on what look you're interested in. Sometimes boats are going across, so it gives you a lot of options. Um, what is your favorite? of all the spots in the park to do? 
Um, I would have to, I'm going to go for two favorites. Um, I do love the old pier. I love the old pier because depending on the tide, you can either see them as much as you are here or just a little bit. They have um, metal on them that tends to reflect. So you get interesting um, light um, in, within your photos. And so I love that. And it's also that iconic photo. But I also like Pebble Beach, which is the last um, stop along this sort of northern walk. And the reason I like it is because it has, when you look back, it had, one, it has like a cove, so that if you sit on these cement, almost stadium-like stairs, you can look uh, right down the East River South, and you can see Jane's Carousel, which when lit up at night is super beautiful. And you can also see the Brooklyn Bridge um, it itself and the cityscape. So again, another interesting element along with the water, along with possible boats. Um, it's really kind of adding different elements as you walk north uh, in Brooklyn Bridge Park. Well, the great thing is it sounds like I'd like to go there right now, even in a pandemic, can yep. be socially distanced and shoot my favorite city from across the water, right? Yep, you can go anytime. Um, though I do recommend if you're going to go late at night um, that during the pandemic, because there's fewer people, you should probably go with somebody else. Okay, but isn't sundown at 5.30 or 6 right now? Yes. In, in the winter? Okay. Yes, that's, that's what I'm saying. If, you're go, if you go later, because again, sundown is one element, but if you want something that's just, you know, dark sky or the blue hour, um, you know, it's, you're going to be, it's going to be dark down there. And yes, there's some lights, but I just feel like, um, specifically with the pandemic, um, you want to have someone else with you. But otherwise, certainly in the summer when there are tons of people there. Um, it's a great place to go and then grab a bite afterwards and it's perfect. Well, photo walks are always more fun with, with other people with you, right? Exactly, exactly, because it's fun. Yeah, tell everybody about your website and some of your photography when you're not shooting Brooklyn, uh, when you're not shooting Manhattan from Brooklyn. Sure, um, my website is called The Insatiable Traveler and on it I try to provide information and beautiful photos that will inspire people but also give them practical um, advice so that they can make every one of their trips a trip of a lifetime. And what I typically photograph um, are cultural moments, um, indigenous traditional cultures like uh, Kazakh nomads in Mongolia or the Maasai in Africa. But I also love street photography. I mean, the truth is, um, I often say I am a travel photographer, but travel photography in and of itself is people, places and things and nature and wildlife. So it's kind of across the board and I have a good smattering of all that. Um, some great wildlife shots, if you're into that. And um, I think they give people a real honest idea of what these different trips that I take are like. Everything from safaris to rodeos in Montana, right? <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Great shots in Montana, which I really loved. You didn't I, go on one of those horses, did you? No, no, but I do, I do ride. Uh, I used to have a horse. I had a horse for seven years. And um, I'm just 
really attracted to the rodeo, less about the interaction between the cowboys and you know roping a steer, but I love they it is they are so proficient as riders and those horses are so extremely well trained that it, it just blows my mind every time when I go to a rodeo. And I also like behind the scenes because it just, it has a cool gritty feeling and there's lots to look at and everything seems to be photogenic. Uh, I felt that way when I went to the, um, to Seville, Spain, and mm -hmm. I went to the bullfight. Uh, as awful as it is, I, I couldn't stay away. And most of it, I was taking pictures of the bullfighters and all the action that was going around. It was yeah. really interesting until the moment when they put in the sword and I had to leave. <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely would have gone with you at that moment, but there is an appreciation. One, it's a, a long, you know, it's a, it's a long time tradition. It's a Western tradition here in the United States. I go to other countries to photograph and capture um, cultural traditions all around the world. It makes perfect sense to me that I would go to a rodeo or a branding event because that is part of our history in the West. Right. And you're in New York City where you're never going to see anything like it. Right? Unless you go, unless you go upstate, no, you're not gonna, you're not gonna find it. And even if you go upstate, it wouldn't be the same thing. Okay. Quickly, before we leave, you were a publicist I who was. made a decision late in life, later in life, forget it. Photography is where it's at for me. Tell everybody about that decision. Um, it was scary as hell. And it was also somewhat gradual. I left an in-house position in a major corporation, Condé Nast, and was freelance. And at that time, photography was just starting to become a passion of mine. And I was doing freelance PR and photographing when I could. I put things on Tumblr. I, in 2014, I started the Insatiable Traveler blog, but it, I didn't really approach it as any kind of work. It was sort of like, hey, friends and family, check this out. As time rolled on, I just found myself, which says a lot, that I wasn't going after new clients as strongly as I used to. And I was slowly letting my clients dwindle, projects would end, things like that. And my last client was um, acquired by another company. And all of a sudden I didn't have income that way. And I thought to myself, well, if I'm gonna do this, I should try it now. That was 2018. Um, it scared the crap out of me. It took a, a long time to be comfortable with that because I'm a big saver and I um, knew that I would have to dip into my savings in order to float myself as I got established. So it was scary, but I'm glad I made the move. Uh, PR has changed a great deal, especially in media, which was one of my specialties. And that whole media market industry is changing at a pace I don't like, and also in a way that wasn't interesting to me. So photography travel. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going well? Well, I mean, COVID has put a huge damper on that. Um, I 
like I said, I'm a saver. So I definitely had to dip into my savings uh, when travel came to a complete stop. However, I am starting to see signs of, I'm doing a campaign for a client. I am writing some pieces um, for travel agencies and um, I'm gonna be doing a, um, a talk for a camera group in um, London. So a lot of different things, but could it be better? Hell yes. Well, congrats to you on making the move. As, as you know, I made a move recently as well. So I know it's a big mega decision. I'm yeah. glad I did it and I know you are too. Are you, are you feeling good? Is it? Is oh, it's it great. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not a huge change for you either, right? Cause you were working um, remotely Right here. Right. So you didn't have like a huge change to make. That's great. That's a good way to do it. Yeah, that worked out well. Susan Portnoy, the insatiable traveler. There she is talking about New York on a photo walks talks edition. Thanks for filling us in. If people want to reach you, they can find you on Twitter at Susan Portnoy. Uh, no, it's actually Insa Trav. So insatiable traveler, Insa Trav. And also on the Insatiable Traveler website, you can get to all my social media easily as well. All right. I'm at Jefferson Graham. Susan, thanks again. 